Welcome to the BrokerCast presented by Vertica Systems. The podcast is built for business brokers by business brokers. Each week we sit down with new pros in the industry to learn their secrets, get tips, tricks, insights, and more, and how you can become a better broker and close more deals faster. Now here are your hosts, Sean Littman and Josh Factor. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the BrokerCast with Josh Factor and Sean Littman. The BrokerCast is the podcast for business brokers by business brokers, giving you the lowdown and everything you need to know more about the business brokerage world. And as always, we'll station identification. The BrokerCast is sponsored in part by Vertica Systems, the ultimate CRM management system for business brokers that you'll ever need to use and more with every single tool that's possibly built out for your brokerage that you would want to have in there to streamline the process and close more deals faster. If you're interested in learning more about Vertica Systems and the Business Broker CRM, you can schedule a demo in the link will be in the show notes. Without further ado today, Josh and I are just having another conversation together. We're, we're, we're doing part two of the first part of our conversation. Um, and I'm sitting down just to pick Josh's brain because if you heard the last episode we did with Josh, he was one of the top business brokers in the state of New York at the time before 9-11 and he was just rocking and a rolling and he's been in this game for a long time and he's got a wealth of knowledge and so today we're going to sit down and have another candid conversation with Josh Factor. So Josh, what's going on? How are you? Everything is awesome. Getting better and better every single day. Everything is awesome. Well, it's better than every everything sucks. Thank God. So, so no, it, it, again, re, so we, last time we sat down together, I know you're, you're part, you're co-host of the show, but we're going to have another candid conversation with you because you are just such a wealth of knowledge. I remember the last time we sat down, you gave a little bit of your backstory, told everybody what your deal was and how you ended up pivoting from brokering to software and helping brokers along the way. So based on that, how has the deal management software and systems evolved over the years since you got into the game until now? You know, when I first started, there really was no such thing as a CRM. Um, frankly, I started brokering businesses at the end of the era of the Roldex. Oh my gosh, um, that is so Roldex, old. If you remember what a Roldex is, it's basically very tiny index cards on a roll and you had your name and telephone number perhaps your email address written handwritten on a there were emails back card then? stuck to a roll and you you rolled it around to find the person's name well we've we've gone quite a bit ahead since then and um i think it all boils down to one very very important question and yeah. that is a question is the one of the founding principles of our company at vertica systems where we constantly ask ourselves, how can we make the business brokerage industry more efficient? How can we save you time? How can we make you, a business broker, more effective and get more deals done quickly? So when we first started, I would say when I first started as a business broker way back when, I was in the era of the Palm Pilot. Remember those, remember those things? It was before yeah. we had smartphones. And, and what we did as a team back then was we, we took the, the, well, it wasn't the roll decks anymore, but it was what we call a V card where we'd email the V card back and forth and we'd have a software application, um, that would be, you know, part of what's, let's say Microsoft was it uh, Windows 95 
or whatever it may be. And it, you can, you can, you can send it contact. Was, it information. wasn't Windows 95. It was Windows NT for mobile. It was, it was some, it was, it was, it was Windows NT for mobile. And there was Palm, it was in, and also Palm had their own operating system, depending on what you used. So yes. Right. But they saved. A long time ago. But the bottom line is, it was a fancy Rolex. And, you know, one of the things that we constantly tried to, to think about was, how can we make this better? And so, you know, back then we also had spreadsheets, Excel, for example, or, 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 other competing uh, uh, software applications. Later on, we had Google Sheets. Um, but nothing that consolidated everything in one place. And, and, and as I got more and more advanced in my career as a business broker, I started thinking about ways to make things more efficient, one of which is taking all the tools that a business broker would possibly need and have one centralized location. And at that time, there were, there were, there were CRMs that were currently, you know, becoming hot, like Salesforce, HubSpot, Zoho, so on and so forth. But none that were designed specifically for the business brokerage paradigm. I know it's a little bit of a side tangent, but I think it's important. Every single CRM on the platform, in, 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 on the, on the planet are, are, is built with the basic sales paradigm where you have a, a vendor or a manufacturer who sells sells a, a product or a service to a, an intermediary, a sales team. And that sales team or the sales or the store or whatever it may be, product or service is then provided to the consumer, the person who purchases it from the from the from from, from from the retail. And every single CRM platform is designed around that paradigm. And it simply does not work for the business brokerage paradigm. It could be jerry-rigged, and many brokers jerry-rig their existing CRM platform, and it, they can make it work, but it's on an individual basis. It becomes very expensive, and it simply does not work as well as a system designed from the ground up for the business brokerage paradigm. For an example, we have sellers and buyers, right? So we have a CRM that can track every single seller with all of their listings, which are owned by a listing broker. Then you have a buyer's broker who communicates with the listing broker who represents multiple buyers who interact with those listings at multiple different levels. You have an unregistered buyer. You have a registered who has signed the NDA, a red buyer who has logs into the data room and reviews public information. And then a buyer who releases, who gets information released to them by the broker on multiple different listings. And what our system does, it takes all of that information and aggregates it into one system and one efficient vehicle to help you get your get your stuff done quickly well i mean that's that's the key though because at the end of the day you know you want to be working efficiently you want to be working effectively and you want to be working smart and so that's one of my that was my other question to you is what are some of the best practices you would advise new people new 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 people, whether they're young or old, getting into the brokerage game. Because, you know, as you just said, the way thing, the way cl- client management has changed and contact management has changed and the the streamlining of different things um, has changed significantly over the years. What would you say some of the, the core best practices would be um, if somebody were to say, I want to become a broker today? I'm down to three very, very simple words. 
the first thing you have to realize is this is not a rocket science type of business. There's a lot of this work in, as a business broker, but it's a, it's a fairly simple business. You're introducing one person to another, and if they consummate a deal, you earn a very large commission. But those three words that I would, from my experience at least, that it comes down to is patience, mm-hmm. persistence, and tenacity. I remember working as a business broker. I didn't close my first deal until the end of the fifth month. I remember closing a laundromat. I have quite an affinity to uh, laundromat commissions. I've sold many laundromats in my career as a business broker. But uh, in any case, from that fifth month of of really you know hitting pounding the pavement, I probably earned at least one on average one one and a half commissions every month thereafter over the course of you know. 10 years of working as a business broker. Wow. It takes time to build your book of business. It takes time to network. Um, and that takes patience. You need to go to networking meetings. You need to pound the pavement, hand out business cards. Um, you need to um, speak to people, make some phone calls. Nobody likes cold calling, but it's something that's important to do. Once, after you're working your business for two or three years, you're going to get some references. You're going to get referrals and repeat business. People who bought businesses from you are ready to sell their business after a few years. But mm-hmm. to start your business, you got to start somewhere. You got to you got to do some some legwork. It's not hard work. It's just a lot of it. No, for um, sure. And sometimes you have to be. You need a really really thick skin, and that's where the tenacity comes in. Cool. Now you keep mentioned you've mentioned before that you you had an affinity for laundromats and selling laundromats. What it, would you say that is the, like? How did that happen with you that you got into laundromats? And what would you say is the is is one of the easier? I won't say easier. One of the the what what, what is probably the 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 fastest business to sell in a sense? I don't think there is one. I think every single business. From every single business owner, regardless of the industry, is a little bit different. And, you know, there's always going to be the business that you earn a commission just with one phone call. And that has happened to me on multiple times. But I, you know, I'm remembering a pizzeria once that I, uh, that I sold to a, a, an army veteran who had just come back from the Gulf War. Um, it took him six months to purchase a pizzeria. I remember in Southern Connecticut. The price of the business was $99,000, and he needed a loan of $120,000 in order to pay for his legal fees, uh, to pay for closing costs. He had to get it. He went, it took him months and months and months to get an SBA loan approved. It depends. You know, Mm -hmm. every single business is different. And, you know, I personally, you know, from my experience, I dealt a lot with restaurants, gas stations, laundromats, um, manufacturing companies as well, the uh, the second story type businesses. But um, it really depends. It just to answer your question specifically, I don't know. It just uh, I fell into it. I decided one day I'm going to call every single laundromat in in uh, the county that I live in, and I got two or three or four listings after a couple of weeks of making cold calls to every single laundromat. And then suddenly I'm advertising two or three businesses for sale. I get 20, 30, 40 buyers for each of those listings. 
What's going to happen next is I have hundreds of buyers who want to buy a laundromat. Just naturally, I'm going to start calling out and, and expanding that network. And it just, it just so, happens. So I was going to say, like, is it, is it common to, to pick a, an industry or pick a like kind of niche down in any, any specific industry? Or is it just well, something like with your case, you just kind of, you're like, oh, you just, you ended up selling a laundromat, one or two laundromats. You're like, okay, this is cool. Let's try, let's, let's just keep rolling with it. Well, really, there's lots of generalists out there, but um, from a technical perspective, our company has many customers that specialize in a specific industry, whether it be auto-related businesses or medical practices, dental practices, veterinary practices. Um, if you, pharmacy brokers, if you can become an expert in one specific niche industry within the business brokerage overall industry, you can build your business nationwide. And then you can start, you know, uh, leveraging other brokers in other industries. We have some customers that have uh, a specialty on, let's say, convenience stores and then car washes and then laundromats and dry cleaners. And each one of their specialty sub or subspecialties has its own designated um, website for that specialty. And then it's all connected via one central hub via the CRM. And you can have multiple brokers within your own organization who have subspecialties, each with their own website, but all connected and, and coordinated with all the rest of your team. That's very, very cool. That's very, very cool. So I guess what would your one takeaway and one piece of advice be to somebody new who's, who's, who's listening to this, who's, who's interested in becoming a business broker now in 2023 going into 24? What would you say? What would you, what piece of advice would you give them? Just keep your head down. Keep working. Keep making the phone calls. It's going to happen. It happened. It, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to make a lot of money in this industry. Making ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month easy if you just keep making the phone calls. You put the work in, it'll happen. And if you use a technology system that will save you hours and hours and hours of time every single week, having you um, saving you time following up with buyers who will um, parse the leads from biz by sell, for example, or, or any of the other um, um, third-party marketing sites out there. Um, and then we'll intelligently, human intelligence, walk the buyer through the buyer registration process on your behalf so you don't have to do it. And then automatically create the data room based on the buyer's profile and then give you the opportunity to click one button and release confidential information to the buyer We've done all the legwork for you with our system, right? And we've created a situation where you just need to go out there and get and prospect and get more listings. And our system can literally do the deals for you. Actually, I'm afraid to say that. I don't want to say that we're actually going to do deals for you, but it can. But don't tell anyone. Hmm. Well, you know, that's it. You know, follow-ups lead to fortune. Stay, stay, stay positive, stay strong, keep following up with people hitting the phones and at the end, and, and you will reap the rewards. Um, I just want to make a disclaimer. This was not a product plug for Vertica Systems and the Business Broker CRM. This is us just having a candid conversation and Josh's experience over the years, um, finally leading him to create the Business Broker CRM, which is the number one broker, business broker CRM on the market today. 
So if anybody is interested, you can pop you can pop in for a demo. The link will be in the show notes. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Business Brokers on Facebook, where you can see more great content from us on the BrokerCast. And until next time, Josh, let's just keep our heads down and stay focused and keep hitting those phones. Absolutely. Be well. Take care. All the best. Bye. Thanks for listening to another great episode of The BrokerCast, powered by Vertica Systems and hosted by Sean Littman and Josh Factor. Tune in next week as we sit down with another great power hitter in the brokerage world. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on all major podcasting platforms. And to learn more about Vertica, visit www.verticacrm.com.